All right, Isla, welcome back to the ENC podcast. You at this point are very familiar with the podcast. Um, if you don't know Isla, she's been um, hosting the Rhythm Series the past six weeks now, I guess. Um, but Isla, I feel like in some ways we didn't really uh, introduce you whenever <laughs> you started this. I guess so that's I, true. It's kind of a little true. So I figured maybe you could just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself um, for those who maybe don't know you outside of um, this series. Yeah, um, I'm Isla, as you all know. I actually live on campus with my husband, who's the assistant director of residential life, Matthew Galliana Williams. So some of you may know him probably better than me. Uh, I work in the student development office at the front desk uh, alongside my coworker, Claire. And so uh, you may see me sitting back there from time to time. I also work for a Christian nonprofit spiritual formation center called PAX based in the greater Boston area as actually founded by my mother. So she's also my boss, which is kind of, kind of fun. And uh, through PAX, I do a lot of work with marketing communications. I teach and facilitate some of our uh, spiritual formation programs. And I was trained as a spiritual director through them as well. So. Awesome. And where did you go to undergrad? Yeah, I went to Gordon. So, ooh, I know, other side, other side of the city. Yeah, a little bit of rivalry there. Um, so you said you're a spiritual director. Some people may either may not have heard of that before or just aren't familiar with it. Could you tell us just, you know, what a spiritual director is and maybe why uh, you decided to become one? Yeah, so spiritual director is someone who sits and and listens to you and and what's going on in your life uh, probably sounds similar to a counselor or a coach or therapist but uh, a spiritual director really when we listen to you we're listening for god's presence uh, with you in your life where you're at now and helping you hear where god is and how you might be responding to god so the conversation looks very different depending on who it is uh, we don't offer our opinion or uh, problem solve. We're really just kind of a third part party voice helping you hear the voice of God. And so we ask a lot of questions. Um, we reflect back maybe things you've even said. Sometimes that's way more helpful than we realize uh, just to hear what we've said. So kind of like an image of the triangle um, is what we use. So it's kind of that listening to that third party presence of God uh, being in the conversation as well. And I, I've always loved sitting and listening with people. Uh, that was my favorite part of being like a camp counselor or roles like that. And so I felt called to pursue this ministry um, after, right after graduating college, uh, just wanting to learn more about how do I ask questions that point people to God's presence in their life and just help them sit with where they are. You know, it's not about getting to a certain place. There's no goal. It's about, you know, okay, you're angry with God. It's not about let's get over the anger. It's about like, let's talk to God about, about that right now. And just sitting, sitting with that. So That's awesome. And sounds like a really good resource too. Um, students might be interested in, in the future. So um, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that with us. Um, yeah. So I guess in, in some ways, like you being a spiritual director was one of the reasons we asked you to actually host the rhythm series. Um, so mm -hmm. 
why did you say yes? Why did you agree <laughs> agree to, to host this podcast? Shelby forced me. No, um, <laughs> I think I was excited. I mean, these are all rhythms and things that I'm familiar with in the uh, in spiritual formation, and I think I was excited to hear people's experiences and ask questions in a different different way, a different style, and so. I think it was fun to kind of use listening how I might as a spiritual director, but making connections and asking questions and just kind of digging in. Obviously, you know, it looks very different than a spiritual direction session, but it was fun to kind of use those skill sets here. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And if, if you're listening to this now and you haven't listened to the other episodes of the Rhythm series, we definitely encourage you to do that. Um, there's so many good um, episodes and interviews that were hosted there. So definitely want to go back and look at that. Um, I, I think it's really cool just to look back, not only at different like series on the podcast, but um, even times like in our own lives and see if or when there were certain themes or um, things like that um, present or that like kind of continued through that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you think about the series and you hosting it, are there any like bigger themes that you see maybe some kind of um, connection that that kind of weaved its way through um, through the whole series yeah I was kind of thinking about that today actually I knew we were doing this interview so I was you know reflecting on it a little and I think the biggest thing is that almost everyone that I talked to had a posture of I'm still learning, right? They, they, they'd want to do it and they'd want to talk about their rhythm and it was something they were excited about. And, but it was always like, but I'm no expert, you know, <laughs> this has changed for me. And I really love that because I don't think any of us are experts, you know, obviously we could devote our lives to studying spiritual rhythms or a certain one in particular, but it's always changing, you know, God's desire to be with us. Like it looks different the way that we interact with God throughout our lives. And so even, you know, someone like Stephanie Jones, who's been praying her whole life, like she, I'm sure we could interview her in 10 years and she'd have, you know, completely different, um, way of reflecting on that, even if some things had stayed consistent. And so that I think was just a big theme for most people. And I hope was an encouragement to everyone listening that, you know, it's just, it's a practice, right? It's not a, uh, it's not something you perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good um, thing to point out too, because I feel like sometimes like things that hold us back from participating in new practices or activities is just that fear of like, what if I don't do it right? Or what Mm -hmm. if I don't, um, you know, what if I don't do it the right way? And I think that's a common thing, even among students thinking about um, spiritual life or practice, spiritual practices, um, that common theme of I'm afraid I'll do it wrong or I don't know how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you offer as kind of some advice, a word of advice, which part of it you kind of already touched on a little bit, but <laughs> like coming from you, what do you think you would offer to students who maybe think like, I just like, I'm not doing these spiritual practices right now because like, I, I there's no way I could do it right. Um, what would you, mm. what kind of advice would you offer to them? Yeah, I mean, this is what we say at PAX in our in our programs, the Spiritual Formation Center I work for, is that you can't fail at a spiritual practice. And I will, yeah, you can't fail at a spiritual practice. I'll say that time and time again. And I think that's really freeing when we 
acknowledge that because literally the point of a spiritual practice is to um, draw closer to God in terms of creating that space to intentionally listen and get to know God and actually uh, move from that like head to heart knowledge of knowing who God is for us and what our relationship looks like. And so spiritual practices are really are not kind of the end all be all. They're really just a tool to help us start to think through what that looks like. Um, it's helpful to not have to start from scratch sometimes is often how I think about spiritual practices. Like there've been people connecting with God for years and years and years, right? I don't have to reinvent the wheel um, if I need a little help knowing where to start. And so, I mean, spiritual practices, you take something like fasting, uh, that's the most recent one like if you decide oh god i want to fast with this and from this thing and you end up not being able to like great you've learned something there and that's something now that you can talk to god about like wow that was really hard for me um and there's a million reasons why that might have been hard right um you know it's an it's unending but that's just such a beautiful kind of starting point for conversation so you can't fail at it at a spiritual practice is what I would say I feel like that's good because our world often does not give us that message about everything else in life um I feel Mm -hmm. like um that's just not the the common message we hear um today so from your experience as a spiritual director or even on the podcast um what would you say are some of the most common uh barriers that that people talk about being um, that thing that's keeping them from engaging um, with God? Mm. I I think, yeah, I mean, that looks so different, but what I'm thinking of, I think sometimes we are a little afraid to engage with God because we're not sure what we're going to hear. And we're not sure if we're going to hear anything. Um, And I think that can be really a scary place and can keep us from even wanting to start because uh, we just don't know um, if we don't already know God deeply, we're not sure who we're going to meet when we start. Um, Or like I said, or if we're going to feel like we've met anyone. And that's, I think that's a really, you're not alone in that fear. If, if that's you, I think that's a really common fear. And even for people that, have a relationship with God. There are times when God feels silent. There are times when we don't hear what we expected to hear. Um, So I think that's a really, really common one. And that shouldn't be something that makes you feel embarrassed or um, guilty. You're not doing it wrong. (laughs) Um, If, if that, if you hear something new or you don't hear anything yet, um, often God this is another thing we say in our PAX programs, like God moves at the pace of grace and the pace of grace is so unique to each one of us. Like we aren't always ready to hear um, yet what God wants to tell us. And so he might be waiting until, until we are ready, or um, he might be telling us something now, cause that's what we're ready to hear now. And later it might, it might, you know, shift as we're in conversation with him. And so don't, yeah, don't be afraid if it takes longer than you were expecting, I think is what I would say. 
I think that's really good, really good advice there. Um, Mm -hmm. For a person who might be interested in um, adjusting their rhythms or um, really like maybe even stepping into spiritual practices for the Mm -hmm. first time, um, what do you, what would you give them as far as like tips or um, just advice in general? Like where, where should they start? Mm. I think there's a couple ways you could do it. I mean, I think reading is a great way to start. Those of you who don't like reading are probably like, tune it out, you know, but I think there's so many wonderful books uh, by people that have gone through the same things you have that are journeying the same through similar things with God. And um, they've put a lot of time into writing these books. And I think, um, you know, like Liturgy of the Ordinary, um, Tish Harrison Warren or um, Adele Calhoun. She's a dear friend of ours. Her book is so good. Um, There are places to start um, and resources to help you. And so you don't have to do it alone. Um, And also find someone that you that you trust and ask them what they're doing, what they've done, what they've tried. And uh, you don't have to try to muscle through again by yourself. It can be really helpful to just start with a community. Um, Spiritual formation is so communal. You know, it's incredibly unique. Uh, You may be practicing like the breath prayer with someone and it's beautiful to hear kind of what their reflections are on it alongside yours and Find So find someone that you trust to maybe do it with or try one with, I think can be a great way to kind of journey along and, and share experiences together. That's awesome. I think that's a good, good piece of advice to give, especially the community part. Cause you know, you said mm-hmm. we often try to like just muscle through um, on our own, but it really is a communal um, it can be a communal practice or, you know, we can't do it alone. We have to have, that piece of community surrounding us. Yeah. And like in our, um, in our programs, we might assign a spiritual practice for the month. And it's so helpful when everyone comes back and they were like, man, centering prayer. Like I just couldn't do it. And someone else is like me neither. And then you kind of bond and you share experiences and then you kind of leave a little more inspired to try it a different way from those that maybe were able to do it. And so just, yeah, it's a lovely way to do the practices. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to your, uh, what you said about you can't fail at a spiritual practice, like just the Mm -hmm. effort that you put forth in trying, like God honors that, um, that effort. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's just a really beautiful thing. Um, Well, as we start to sort of wrap up here, um, I wanted to just give you a moment or uh, space to to share any other things that you may have learned or things that you just want to draw attention to from um, this experience hosting the rhythm series. I think I would mention that we each have our own unique love language with God. And I think the practices can help um, point us towards what that is, um, whether we're familiar with it or not. And so I just encourage you, um, if you're listening, you know, to try try one for a period of time, try another one for a period of time and really just notice what felt, what gave you life with each practice and what kind of drained life and 
maybe realize like, wow, I, I'm an extrovert, but my alone time with God, that silence, that quiet time is really meaningful to me. I feel loved with when God spends that time with me, or, you know, maybe we're someone who really connects with God when we have, when we understand new meaning in scripture. And so we, you know, we try doing a practice with scripture with uh, Lexio or another form and feel like, wow, that felt really, really great to me. So just notice, just use them as a place to notice, to start and know that, um, you know, even my mother, you know, has been a spiritual director for so long and she loves the spiritual practices, but centering prayer is just not her thing. Like she'll practice it and she'll enjoy it. Um, but it is not, you know, it's not the way that she fully connects with God. So use them to, to notice and see, and, uh, don't, don't take it. Don't take them on so heavily that you feel like you need to kind of, um, run them into the ground. So explore have fun, have fun with God. God likes to have fun. That's what I'll end with today. Go play, go play outside with God um, and just enjoy. That's awesome. Well, Isla, thank you so much, um, not only for being on the podcast today, but just being willing to host it um, throughout the past few weeks. Um, I know that it's been meaningful for a lot of people, so we just appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah.